And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 186. And we're finishing off the Omen franchise. Holy fucking shit. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> With Omen 4. The Awakening from 1991. Right. This time Satan's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this one's a bit different, and uh, if you watch the third one, you're probably going, oh my god, how are they going to do that? Right. Uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but yeah, we're closing and putting a cap on this. We decided not to watch the TV show that was like completely different than this franchise because... Well, I, I re-watched about half of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the original TV movie. Oh, the t- oh you they said They remade The Omen. I thought you And said it was TV like completely show. different. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, okay. It was a miniseries. Oh, when was that from? I don't know, like back in 96, I oh, think. Oh, so it was after. Oh, okay. I was- <laughs> but yeah, guys, I'm glad this is coming to an end. This is an interesting franchise. Um, it's gonna we're gonna be doing a lot more after we talk about this episode. So make sure you check the timestamps if you don't want anything spoiled or anything like that. Because we're also gonna put all the franchise in our favorites from the best right. to worst, and then we're also gonna talk about some of our favorite kills in each of the movies and put those in order of which movies had the best deaths. And yeah, wrap it all up with a nice hey, we're never coming back here, Bo. <laughs> Woohoo! Bye. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at least for an episode, I might watch it again. You know, as a as right. a franchise, but we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> So how have you been, though? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. I've seen you for months, and you won't yes. leave me alone. No, we're stuck. I together. woke up, and you were in the bed next to me. How weird. What? When did that happen? Every night. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like the, like, it's so fucking weird, guys. I don't know if you guys are a morning person or not, but, like, whenever I wake Christina up in the middle of the night, for whatever reason, she's just like, oh, hello. How is everything? <laughs> everything is wonderful. You wake me up in the middle no, of the fucking night, I'll fucking sock you in the face. If the house is on fire, I probably wouldn't wake you up. Yeah, just let them burn. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighters, ma'am, no, we don't want anybody to die. No, just let them burn. No, trust me, you don't want to. <laughs> just, just leave them there. <laughs> One of them just ignores you and, take, and, and like drags me by a rope out the door. You know? <laughs> and then you hit him. And then and he's then like, you yeah, you should have just let him die. <laughs> <laughs> Christina's like that little girl outside, you know, oh, smiling while the house is burning, you know, <laughs> which is very much like, like Omen 4. Yeah. I even said that while we were I, watching. Yeah, it. we were talking about that. I think I put it in my notes. I don't remember, but. But anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, so obviously we only have one movie to pull from to do this horror shot. So obviously, well, do this we have shot... to pull from that movie. I mean, we could do the... no, no, nope, okay. nope, always. <laughs> There's rules here. I would it would make me go crazy if I did it any other way. I don't like uh... this. This uh, smells strong. I'm yeah, of course t- it gonna, is. Strong. I'm gonna take this shot. No, 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 no. Hold on. It's not right now. I'm not gonna take it. Calm down. I'm not gonna take. I'm smelling it. Well, you don't want to smell. Mike used to do this shit, and Patrick used <gasps> to do this shit. How dare you? And I swear to God, the worst thing you can do with a shot before you take it is smell it. It's Why? The, because you, if it smells strong, then you don't sip, you don't slam it. Well, yeah, duh. It's the worst thing this. to do. Fuck that. I don't need to slam this. I'm not an alcoholic. So we're basically doing a shot, and this is a pretty tricky, I think, clever name. So you- in the movie... They force the demon child, this girl, 
named Delia to take a aura picture. So aura, meaning the energy that is around your body. They've actually had photography that you could take pictures that would black out everything else and show the color of your aura. aura. Yeah, it's like a, you know, a new spiritual age new age kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's like a, a very, you know, crystal waving kind of thing. I'm not to make fun of anybody. I'm just saying it's called an aura. So I thought it would be cool to make a shot called an orange, an A-U-R-A-N-G-E, Delius, which is the name of the girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's amazing because we only had orange certain Delius. items in the house. So it's an orange Delius. So it's almost like Orange Julius. But yeah, You're Satan. so clever. It's pretty clever. I'm sorry, but it I'm pretty clever. proud of so, myself with that one. Should we take it? Yeah, we're going to take it right now, guys. If you want to know the ingredients, we're not going to express all the ingredients on here anymore. Anyway, there's orange in it. Okay, so that's why it's <laughs> orange. If you want to find out the ingredients, you can go to our website, which we'll talk about here after we take the shot. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Okay, okay, that's good, okay. Right? Yep. Oh, that's I mean, a good way to get the show going. You do realize when you take a shot, it's going to taste like alcohol, right? <laughs> shut up, shut up. I'm just saying. I'm not a drinker. You know that, that uh, what was that movie we just watched, The Wrong Missy? Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, The Wrong Missy on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and how they were talking about, he or David Spade was like, yeah, I don't drink, and everyone always gives me shit, you know, that, and I'm like, that's how what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not a professional alcoholic. I mean, that's no, pretty cool. Everyone who's an alcoholic is pretty cool. I'm just <laughs> Everyone, uh. literally everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding, kids. Uh, but anyway, if you guys would love to try an orange Delius, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes and put a fucking end cap on this Omen franchise with Omen 4. The Wickening. Right now. So Christina is going to go ahead and fill us in on all the details. So why don't you go ahead? Omen 4, The Awakening, from 1991. Yes. Um, okay. Two attorneys adopt a mysterious orphan girl as their daughter, unaware she is the new Antichrist, next in line from the Damien throne. <laughs> Tagline is, they said it was over. They were wrong. Yeah, they wanted money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. This movie... Or this TV movie, I should say, has two directors. First director is George Montessa. Mm -hmm. He did a movie from 1985 called Birds of Prey. And he's done lots of TV, including The Chris Isaac Show and 21 Jump Street, the original. The other director is Dominique Othanen Gerard. He directed Halloween 5. And After Darkness from 1985. Yeah, actually, director Jorge Montesi replaced Dominique uh, Othenin, however you say it, Gerard. Oh, he Be replaced him? Yeah, because he replaced him as director when the, the when he quit halfway through he the quit? production. Yeah. Okay, well, that explains a lot about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had troubles with that in one of the other movies, too, with the third yeah, one, wasn't it? Or the second one? I can't remember it. I can't remember either. Yeah. It was the second one. It was the second one for sure. Oh, okay. Because I remember Lance Henriksen was pissed off about it, remember? Because it was Hod <gasps> oh, Hodges got replaced. That's right. All right. There's also two writers on this movie. Brian Taggett. Uh, he wrote Poltergeist 3. Hmm. And he was uh, the head writer on the series V. Remember that show? Right. Which there's another person who's involved in mm -hmm. V in this as well. Yes, there is. 
is. She was one of the main people yes, in the show. Is. What a coincidence. Coinky. But anyway, the other writer, Harvey Bernard. Yeah, he but, helped write. Yeah, which he did uh, Omen 2 and 3. We talked about him in the last episode. Right, he pretty much took it over, kind of like how yeah. Don Mancini did with um, Child's Play. Right. Like, when the first Child's Play came out, he kind of took over. Uh-huh. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's also important to point out the music in this movie. It was mostly done by Jonathan Sheffer. Um, and then, of course, they did have the classical Omen beats that were from Jerry Goldsmith. Right. Some of it was, like, kind of combined. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah, started it, was... it as it ended. Almost right. like he didn't want to touch his material, but they wanted it to be linked somehow. Yeah. yeah. He wanted, like, his own. But we'll talk about that more later. Sure. All right. This movie stars Asia Ferreira. Who plays Delia, the child, the girl. Okay. Uh, she was in Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, she did a voice in there. And she hasn't done anything since 2009. Mm-hmm. Faye Grant, who plays Karen York, the mom, who looks a lot like Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> we kept oh, yeah. s- saying that. I mean, you know, not a twin, but she just looked like her. Anyway. Similar, yeah. Yeah, but she was on V, the TV series, as a regular. She was also on an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and she was also in The Great American Hero. I've that TV from- show, yeah. Yeah, the TV There's show. There's like a really weird story about that whole movie and how or that show and how it came out. And like mm-hmm. the lead actor in it, who's got like the curly blonde hair. Oh, uh-huh. There's like a weird story. I can't remember what it is. So if you guys know, let us know in the comments section. Uh, Michael Woods, who plays Gene York, the dad, he was in that Gaudy movie with John Travolta. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. I want to okay. see. I haven't seen it yet. I recently watched the O.J. Simpson trial, and John Travolta was in that. But anyway. Well, yeah, John Travolta um, was also in that Fred, Fred Durst movie where he played a fucking, the fanatic. Right, right. Or the fan that, or something yeah, like that. I think it was, was the fanatic. He's making some really weird. Yeah, and he was like, I'm Moose, I'm Moose. <laughs> weird <laughs> nice. role, dude. Michael Woods was also in As the World Turns, and he was in an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Okay. We always have to mention Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Lerner, who plays Earl, the private investigator, he was in Godzilla, the one from 1998. He was in The Mob Squad, and a movie I really hate. He was in the Elf. He was in Elf. You know that Elf movie? I hate that Sure. So annoying. And he was also in Manic Cop I don't too. hate it. I just it's just something other people grew up with that they liked. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Whatever. Anyway, I couldn't find a budget on this movie because uh, you know, it's a TV movie. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They probably just didn't announce it because it was p- paid right. for by the, the corporation network. or network, yeah. Advertising. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. But Anyway, so what did you think of the omen for the awakening, well, this, Alex? This is definitely the sillier of the batch, in my opinion. You know, like we talked about, they do borrow some of the music from the original movie, but the tone of the music in this one is just silly, too. So also, it's got like this happier, silly kind of TV score. Like, you know, the music has been such a, like, a, a, a solid stone in this entire franchise. Like, even though parts two and three had good, mu- they had good music. You just didn't hear it as much and it didn't impact you as much. But I've been listening to it, like, on my own because I've been playing Lucius 3 on Steam uh, on for the stream uh-huh. uh, on Twitch or whatever. And, dude, like, the soundtrack for two and three is actually pretty good if you listen to it. Uh-huh. So, um, but this one is eh, just kind of seems it's pretty bad. Yeah, it just doesn't fit in some areas. Yeah. And some areas it really does uh, with the death scenes or whatever. But the death scenes are also really silly, too. So yeah. it's like kind of reminiscent of the original series or just some of the deaths in some of the other series to kind of make it feel familiar, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also not very bloody. Right. Obviously, after the end of the third film, The Final Conflict, we know what happened to Damien, so I won't spoil that. What do they have up their sleeves now? Well, they have a new daughter, or possibly granddaughter, of Satan. So, we think, this time named Delia, and the girl who plays her, I think, did a pretty good job. Right, I did too. It's kind of cheesy in a way, but she really committed to the role. Mm Mm-hmm. She's a bitch. <laughs> she makes you hate her. Like you think of like snotty little kids. An eight-year-old cunt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> hey, she said it, guys. I didn't. <laughs> Eight-year-old Snotty cunt. little devil bitch. <laughs> but the acting is fine. It's nothing amazing. It's better than TV, I would assume. Just about that. You know, it has that 90s feel to it a little bit where they try to keep it like realistic because 90s was all about that. Like they try to do realistic, but also kind of like lighthearted. It's weird. It's like mm-hmm. a weird mix, like more common speak, like people talk to each other differently in movies or TV shows um, than they did in like the 80s or 70s. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. It's not as proper. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that's why they don't do um, live studio audiences anymore. Well, those are weird. We're the only country that did pretty yeah, much for our TV shows. It does the job for the story, you know, which the story has a twist to it. And it that wasn't terrible. It was interesting enough, at least. And it does seem like they did a little research on how that twist could actually happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to give it a little credit there. Although there is a minor plot hole to that, and I'll explain that later in the spoiler section, so don't worry about that. Lots of just dying scenes with really zero blood, as I mentioned. There is one stabbing in it in a that is pretty bloody, but it's not all that. And obviously, this is the weaker, more sillier deaths in the franchise. But I but keep in mind this is a TV movie, so I think they got away with a lot more than they would normally. Yeah. And I think for a TV movie, it's actually not that bad for deaths, but TV movie, you know what I mean? For TV deaths. Yeah. Although I think they let the RoboCop one where they blow that guy up, help me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember if they cut that on TV or not, but that, that, I thought this was going to be rated R, but I, f- I looked deeper and it's actually just not rated. Right. That makes because sense. Because they didn't have a ratings board in Canada where this is made or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I think this would place last the series where it belongs. Yeah. You know, which we're going to order all the movies after we discuss this film. So stick around for that. And we're going to also, of course, talk about the movies with the best death scenes in order as well. And right. which, which scene in particular is our favorite in each of those movies. So the story unfolds similarly to the first movie in a lot of ways, or the second movie, maybe. There's always one character that the jig is up for, like, quicker than other people. Oh, and then yeah. they usually die. And yeah. then then that proves to somebody else because it's infectious when somebody else dies who tries to tell somebody else mm-hmm. and then they die and it's like anybody that gets too close to Satan or unraveling the mystery is dead or will be dead and that's pretty much the same here I'm not going to try to spoil it for you but it's pretty obvious stuff so it, which is kind of too formulaic for me in this movie I think mm-hmm. by this time after watching all four movies you know even if the deaths were different they essentially just changed the deaths and the characters names almost if that makes sense do you know what I mean yeah that makes sense it's it's not great but I did like the little girl and it's totally watchable it's tolerable she pissed me off and that's something yeah you know so I mean she felt like an evil one and how they would act yeah uh, I think this one feels way more like a 90s film. It's just cheaper and less classical and just about as good as the second one to me. But if I had to pick over the two, I would say the number two is better than this one. Yeah. By a good, by half a point or a point. Right. About the same score almost, but I would give this one a five as average. Oh, five. Yeah, it's yeah, tolerable. It's, just average. it's tolerable if you're going down the franchise, but I wouldn't pull this off the shelf separately just to watch. Right. You know, it doesn't really stick out. It's just part of this long It's like watching a bunch of shitty seasons after you watch the first season that you loved. Right. In my opinion. <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I wish it would have been more so bad it's good, honestly. Yeah. Like, it has that flair about it, but yeah, like it just doesn't pull it off. It was pushing the line. Yeah, it was, like, really close to being that. And there were some moments that we were laughing just because we're idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, not nearly enough of that, though. So it's it's got much lower score for everywhere else. And I, I'm being more fair, I think, than most people are of this movie. Uh, I think it's, like, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes and, like, 23% audience score. <laughs> <laughs> so with 10,000 reviewers, there's only six reviewers for the like, you know, the actual score for like the big time reviewers. But the audience score is 23 percent. 
but it's just average to me. Tolerable, average, nonsense, pretty much. Right. What about you, though? What do you think? Well, going into it, my expectations were really low. Right. You know, because it's a TV movie. It's <laughs> Right. Which is, God, it's just so weird. Well, especially back in those times when TV movies were kind of a hit, pretty much a miss most of the time. Right. Even the Stephen King ones, which I um, um, admire more now than I did back then. TV movies were kind of like, uh, yeah. I, like- I, I believe, no, Pet Cemetery was not, but it was done yeah. in the style of that. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like TV movie feel. Yeah, it if was, it, it, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was a t- it was a movie. I'm just saying it had that kind of acting. Yeah. So anyway, like the Strand. Right. Stand. The Stand. The stand. Yeah. Strand. Ah! Band. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? I really enjoyed this story. Okay. Um, I love how they tied in Dame the whole Damien thing into it. I won't say. Um, but I mean, it really is a choppy film. It's really choppy. Mm-hmm. I like the story. I like how they added the the psychic elements into it, um, because usually that stuff is separate from the religious aspect of it. So, right, you know what I mean. So it's kind of that cool. was kind they, of a nice touch. Yeah, they they added the two. Uh, it's combined. Well, because in every one of the other movies, it's always been some sort of person from the like ch- like church. Right. Exactly. And it added another sp- spiritual level. Right. To it validating that this child is evil. Yeah, but in so the same regard, like, like, as much as I would be less believing of that than, but then again, people were more into that than, yeah, that than back religion, then. I guess, back then at that time. But they yeah. were. But it's clever. That was a yeah. clever way to work it into the story, I sure. thought. But like the acting was just like okay, and like you said, the girl, I thought she was awesome. She was creepy. She pissed me off. She really did. I just wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> like I don't really, I wouldn't punch a child. I'm just saying, like her yeah, character really kind of frustrates and pisses you off. Like right. if that huffy little bitch would come up and say that shit to me, I would have a hard time not snipping right. back at her. And she was good at it. Yeah, she was. And I think out of all the kids in the franchise. I think she was probably my favorite okay. because that character like knew who she was and what oh. she was capable of. Yeah, she means like because where yeah, Damien in the other movies was like coming to fruition, he was right. trying to fight with good and evil to become evil. Exactly. She was just straight up evil. Yeah, she, and she knew it and she used it again. She manipulated her parents. She manipulated people, which is a very evil thing to do, I guess. Well, I mean, he did in some regards. He killed his mom, almost. <laughs> right. Uh, but I don't know. It's So there wasn't as many death scenes, and they weren't as spectacular as, you know, we wanted them right. to be, because, you know, it's on TV. Well, each one of the, the, the franchise movies has, like, good, like, a couple of good scenes in each one, just about. This right. one had, like, maybe one, and it was... Yeah, just one, it was okay, and I don't even... Some of the people who died, I don't even remember how they died. I know. It's just well, like, this, okay, they just died. There was a lot of just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then falling and over dis- to the omen music and it's and like disappeared bb moss like what <laughs> and then it just cuts like what but i didn't i enjoyed the nanny getting killed that was probably but you know it was lacking on the violence um but well, that's reminiscent of the 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 other nanny jumping out the window or yeah, the, the mom really jumping was. out the window yeah. yeah it really was so i did i kind of feel weird i gave it a six out of ten wow yeah i because i want to say like, of course, the original was good. I gave that a five. Uh-huh. But that's, I kind of... That upsets me, by the way. Does it? Yeah. Are you... Do you want to rage? Do you want to hit me? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> um, Calm down, Delia. I think just because I've seen it... I've seen the first one so many times, and, you know, just seeing this, I mean... You know, it wasn't the best, but God, I really did like the story. It kept me, I wasn't bored. Right. So I gave it a six out of ten. That's interesting, you know. Yeah, I, yeah we've been completely opposite on these for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, though. Most people hate the sequels. Most. Right. They're like, they're not a fans of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not at but all. they love the first. Yeah. So I take solace in that. And yeah. uh, fuck you, Brian Kendall, uh, for saying shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. From Terrible Terror Podcast. You can't mutiny. This isn't a mutiny, okay? I'm running the fucking ship. <laughs> no, I honestly, guys, I really don't care if people disagree with me about anything or whatever. Like, really, all, all we can do is just tell you what yeah, we think. So. This is all what I think. And even if Christina's wrong, like, at least she's telling you. 
At least she's telling. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Whatever. I'm just teasing, dude. Whatever. <laughs> I love how I precursor it with everybody's got an opinion, and then I say, well, and you're wrong. You demean me. <laughs> demean you. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So we got some trivia. I'm going to go ahead and jump into that for you guys. So if you don't want anything spoiled, then here is your warning. The timestamps are down below. So if you just want to hear like what we thought of the franchise or whatever, we won't take a, you know. You guys really should watch this movie, though. If you've seen the other Omen movies, you really sh- you should just give us. I mean, a if you're going to watch the other ones. Yeah. But I'm personally, yeah. it's kind of like a whatever movie to me really? i just it's it's silly it's just i don't know it's just i it would have if like there would have been some really good deaths in here it would have made the movie better than average yeah you're right you're right for me um but here is your warning before we jump into any spoilers now this movie was intended to be the first of a series of sequels made for television but because of the unenthusiastic reception, it meant that this this did not happen. So oh, they didn't do it. Okay. But they would have made more oh. had it been a success. But I think there were so movie, many movies in the 70s and 80s about demon children that they just kind of like... Burnt out. It burnt out, man. And people just weren't into it as much. And I think, you know, as we get like older... With, with everything. Well, zombies. Plus religion's super- not exactly huge. Right. You know, it used to be booming. That shit was pumping in like the 60s and shit, you know. Uh, but this was uh, Harvey Bernhard's, the producer's last produced film, by the way. Oh. Yeah. So I think he pretty much just said, yeah, this is probably time. Right. You know, but he never produced anything else after it. I looked at just to double check and it was uh-huh. just, it's true. Is it? Yeah. There's not much trivia, by the way, guys. So we're probably going to jump into our scenes and then do all the other stuff. But star Faye Grant would later become famous when she exposed her former husband, Stephen Collins, as a sex predator. Oh, scandal. Yeah. She played tapes from their marriage counseling sessions <gasps> where he admitted to exposing himself to children. Like, whoa. Holy crap, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like many called this movie sending private and confidential tapes from her therapy session vindictive and underhanded on her part. So there was a lot of people that didn't want to watch this anyway because they thought they were split. Oh, really? That's Well, really because, weird. you know, when you do a therapy session, you're not supposed to yeah, expose. Yeah, it's HIPAA. But you're also not supposed to expose yourself to children either. So. Yeah, exactly. I think there should be a line when it comes to children and killing people. Well, yeah, but they just they thought it was underhanded on her part. So other people plotted her bravery and alerting the public to a sexual predator. So. Right, right. Which, you know, it's probably in the end is probably a good thing. Right. I mean, I don't care what side of the <laughs> political spectrum you're <laughs> on, but you're not going to want to put your children around someone that, right. you know, is it's one. exposing themselves. Yeah, yeah, flip, 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 flip. Ew, stop! <laughs> so, really? You like balloons? Stop! Fucking out of control. Anyway, um, so we got some scenes that we're going to talk about. This obviously kicks off in an orphanage where these nuns are running called St. Francis. And a, a young nun gives away a child to a family there. During an eclipse, nonetheless. No, it was a spontaneous eclipse. They didn't even know. Why it was happening? Oh, that's even more ridiculous. It just happened. Spontaneous eclipse. Don't you think it's weird? I mean, yeah, because we have these all in our fucking almanac. You know what I mean? Like, they know when the fucking... Right, when the the planets align and block the sun and shit. They know. They have it down to a science. And then all of a sudden, there's an eclipse. Spontaneous eclipse. It (laughs) happens all the time. Anyway, it seems that the young nun knows something is up and that they should have killed this little baby girl that was born there and it's interesting though that they picked a a girl for this i think just to kind of mix things up but it shows you that this isn't just some new idea where they add make women you know into horror movies you know what i mean for different uh franchises and things like that it's not a brand new idea like ghostbusters right well i'm not i'm, I'm not defending that because i think that movie's garbage right. I, i'm just using it as an example i know they... some people like it i just did not like it and it has nothing to do with it being female by the way it was the writing right it was, and the it and the end movie. boss was like terrible but i'm just saying that like it's interesting now because so many people get triggered over over stuff like this and it's been happening since the 80s and 90s right. and all this other stuff so I'm I'm wondering if at the time a lot of people were like, fuck this. 
Damien is the son of Satan! <laughs> it's the son of Satan! Not this fucking bitch! <laughs> you know, like, they're all pissed, you know, like, grabbing their genitalia, like, is it still there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's head to the mirror. It's still there, John. Mine too, man. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's what it's like today. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, I'm just being stupid. Uh, but the priest who baptized Delia just dies on the floor this is the yeah this is they play the omen music and he's like oh shit oh they're having a heart attack and he's like and then she just cuts (laughs) so silly it's stupid (laughs) she didn't even get baptized surprise no 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 she did oh she she did she fucking freaked the fuck out she freaked out but i didn't think he proceeded to do the whole baptism because she started crying and shit and then the mom was like give her to me oh yeah you know what i'm saying he's like a, a cry is means she's closer to god that's what he screamed closer to your death yeah <laughs> and then he got he got pissed she got pissed or satan got pissed I, who knows damien who knows <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he just dies on the floor and that that was like a silly death to me mm-hmm yeah, it, it was, was a cool the like first silly the way they were building it up made it feel like there was something really glorious about to happen, and it just didn't. And it didn't. Yeah, dude, I gotta mention the music in this beginning part. Oh yeah, go ahead. But, like especially before the like original music started, it it was just so out of place. I thought I was watching Mary Poppins. <laughs> like it was all like it is very happy and cheery. Yeah. And and a lot of people said that that was like in the final conflict, the third one. Yeah. Because the end song is so cheerful and light. Right. And it was. And there was a couple of moments in the in the film where it was lighthearted. Right. And people didn't like that. And this is just like half the movie is just lighthearted, silly. It old Disney movies from like the 70s. Right. Like that's what it reminded me of. Do you remember like 60s. when they were at the carnival or the fair and they yeah. had that weird silly music playing? Yeah. That yeah, was like was that's weird. like part of it, too. Yeah. Right. Um. There was this one scene that made us think of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh yeah, because I kept saying Pet Cemetery. I don't know why for this. I don't know why. Because there was a kid, and yeah. when there's kids and cars and roads involved, right? Because of course, it's Pet Cemetery. Delia and Mom are playing hide and seek, and Delia decides to like dart off towards the road for no reason. Like Gage and Pet Cemetery, a truck comes out of nowhere and almost hits her, but she's saved by this random dude's Rottweiler that runs after her to save her, which is obviously a hell. Thank God there's a hellhound in the movie. Yeah, and it pushed her out of the way and saved her life. And then the guy's like, I don't know why my dog did that. And she's like, she saved your life. And they like somehow just adopt the dog. Yeah, they just take the dog. I'm like, that's that dude's dog. You're a bad owner and she obviously needs this dog. Yeah. (laughs) So and they they name him Ryder. That's the name's dog. Ryder. The dog's name. Mm. But she didn't ride him at any point in time in the movie. Okay, we got it. I don't mean sexually, Oh, I thought you meant, okay. As a horse. Jesus Christ. It's a dog. It's a child. I'm not talking about (laughs) it getting fucked. Oh, now I feel gross. Yeah, you dirty gore. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, that kid started bullying her at school. The ginger, the soulless ginger. ginger. Like me. But I didn't understand if she was bullying him first or he was bullying her first. Oh, I believe it was straight up him first. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought too. I think she was minding her own business. And I think her anger kind of let her realize how much power she had. And she just wasn't scared of him. Right. So she beats him with her lunchbox. And then out of fucking nowhere, he straight punches her in the face. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, hit that bitch. Because I was like, well, she's the daughter of Satan, so it doesn't matter. I can cheer on a child getting punched by another kid. Yeah. Especially when it's pretty awesome. Like, (laughs) and it's a Satan, you know, like, fuck him. And then I'm on the good side here, guys. (laughs) And then all of a sudden that kid who was bullying her his dad dies like stupidest death ever no 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 you missed a part because uh he his dad gets mad at the family first with his wife so the the soulless ginger kids dad and mom are yelling at the family of delia and then because of that they're like delia you can't 
you know, they, they believe her, like the, her family believes her. And she's like, yeah, he's always been picking on me, blah, 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 blah. So I fought back, you know, and he was like, well, you know, just leave him alone for now. The very next day she goes in there and picks a fight with him intentionally, makes him climb a ladder where she's like going up to this roof of the, ch- of the school. Uh-huh. And oh, he's, a, he's scared of heights and she knows this somehow. And he pisses himself on the ladder and everyone sees it and starts <laughs> laughing at him and then his dad gets mad again and starts yelling at the family and as he's leaving she uses her knuckle 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 mind powers (laughs) (laughs) and he that's the decapitation scene which we don't really see oh right right. but they did it a really cool way where they like show it right up to where he drives his car really fast as a car's truck bed is backing up and the the bed of the truck or something that's hanging off the back goes under his neck and through the windshield right and it cuts away and you see a balloon or a ball roll out that was kind of it was the the clown face on it or whatever so it was yeah that was a really actually pretty cool transition right do you think it also was representing the first movie when he got decapitated by the Again, these deaths very much mirror a lot of different things. They, I really feel like they wanted to be have some sort of familiarity to it, right? So, so yeah, so that people will get back into the spirit, (laughs) spirit, the spirit Spirit. of some people fear it. Some people will go won't go near it. Okay, I don't know what Ghostbusters two song. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you done? Yeah, I'm trying to fucking (laughs) let me dance. Let me shake my tits. So that decapitation reminded me of the first movie. And then did you notice instead of the zoo or the safari thing, they used horses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which she's the horse was scared. Yeah. 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 A little familiarity. Yeah. She uh, gets bucked off the horse or whatever and falls on her face, which I was like, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I wasn't. I just was like, wait, she didn't get up from that. (laughs) And then suddenly she's in the hospital and I'm like, what? And then when she was in the hospital, the doctor told her parents that this eight year old child started menstruating. Right. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. She was like, what? She's eight years old. And she's like, he's like, it's not impossible. It's possible. Do you think this is the part where the doctor could have taken something out of her? Yes, I think it is because okay. they they did talk I just about this. That. Yeah, this they did talk about the the thing. We'll get into a little bit more here, but there's this twin syndrome thing that right, and this I have a whole bunch of notes on this menstruating part relates back to that. Now that we're right. sitting here talking about it, I'm realizing it. Yeah. So then the new nanny. Oh, yeah. The new nanny who's watching Delia doesn't like that she's into healing crystals. And she's like, look, do you think it's pretty? And she's like, fuck it. She calls it stupid junk. I'm not into this stupid, <laughs> stupid junk. junk. I was like, you little bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> it's weird, though, because like her, the crystal around her neck turns black. And then she goes upstairs to check all of her crystals in the drawer. She has like 50 of them or something. <laughs> and they're all black. Well, you know, you need different ones for all your chakras. Is that what it is? Yeah, that is what oh, it is. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. There was this part where the nanny sees upside down cross on the mirror during her shower. It's like all these like little tiny things that they try to like breadcrumbs to lead you to the evil. Yeah. And that's and <laughs> so then she, the nanny, tells the mom like, oh, I think there's something evil happening. There's something <laughs> wrong. And she was like, because if you saw an upside down cross and that's what triggers her mom to start questioning everything, which I thought yeah. was really yeah, ridiculous. That was, ridiculous. that was like so stupid. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Um, but the nanny suggests that they all go to this healing psychic fair, which, of course, Delia trips out all the psychics while they're walking through and a blind psychic is even like, what is that? I can sense I can her. feel her. Yeah. <laughs> feel the evil darkness. I can feel her aura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is the part where they do the, the the picture because they're trying to lure Delia into getting an aura photography to see what her aura looks like because her friend stops by the house where Delia lives to say hello 
And he's like, oh, I just sense a dark aura, like a red, rage-filled aura. And then they go to the fair, and she gets the photo, which she's begrudgingly gets. You know, he's like, come, let's take a smile together. And then they take the picture, and then she basically catches the entire fucking fair on fire. <laughs> the whole thing engulfs in flames. And this is where she it kind of, she looks back in admiration of what she did at the camera. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like that, that fucking meme. meme. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I guess they won't tell me or, you know, I guess they'll play tea time with me next time or whatever, you know, <laughs> as the little evil girl stares and the building's burning behind her. <laughs> <laughs> did you remember that scene where Delia spits on the nanny's face? Oh, was this right before the death? Yes. Yes. She's like, what made you do that evil thing? And it was like burning her face. You can hear like, <laughs> like the egg sound that's like cooking on the grill. Uh-huh. Like it's venom or something. Like yeah. spit venom on her. Well, they mentioned something about spitting and it burned or something like that on somebody else earlier. Oh, did they? I don't remember. I don't remember where, but it was in there somewhere, I think. Oh. But the wind starts blowing and then Ryder the Rottweiler breaks through the door, literally chewing a hole through the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> and you see it bust through and she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, she was like trying to warn the mom outside the window that it was Delia. There was something wrong with Delia. Uh huh. And then like the dog pushes her and she falls out the window. She goes on- straight out the window. <laughs> Onto a merry-go-round like a shitty little fucking kid one and dies on it. And and that's the death that reminds us of the first movie when the nanny. No, not the nanny. Ju- the mom jumps out the oh. window. Oh, the mom jumps out the, the hospital nanny. window. Okay. Well, she also hit the window. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's very similar in it's that similar. sense. similar. It's all similar. It's almost kind of like Kathy's curse, too, where she like. That's right. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, it's similar. But also the mom faints outside when she sees this happen. And they take the mom to the hospital, which they find out she's pregnant. Which that is probably where he inf- he put it he in put her. put it in her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they talk about Revelations, Ten Horns, Seven Eyes is Ten Nations and seven leaders who usher in the beast, the apocalypse, because the mom goes and talks to another preacher or something, right? Uh Uh-huh. I thought that was a really cool explanation and a really... I did, too. It was a good wrap-up to how all this is occurring and how her husband was involved. Right. Like, unwillingly involved. Right, yeah. Like, everything's kind of just moving into place. She's now full-on, like, not trusting Delia because of the the nanny death right and other things but and she's like nine months then she's like nine months pregnant no this, time right? has time has passed right uh during this this whole yeah, thing. after yeah but she hires the mom hires a private investigator to find out who delia's family was because they of course adopted her and he does find out the family but they're dead and they're from like the 30s they were or something she right says. it was weird and then they find out that the earlier nun, the young nun lady who handed over the baby to them, also became a hooker and then joined a church group because she was saved again. And now she, like, performs for this fucking, like... But she thinks she's a prophet, so then all of a sudden she's, she's a part of this cult. Well, it's not a cult. It's like a one of those fucking... It's a cult. The snake. Yeah, the, the snake charming that, religions, yeah. you know. The snakes. There's just like different types. But she thinks she's a prophet. And when the PI shows her the photo as she's standing in a pit of snakes, because she's taking in everybody's like, um, like prayer requests. Yeah, prayer yeah. requests. And he shows her a picture of fucking the baby and her being handed over to the family. And she like gets, starts getting bit by all the snakes. Yeah, the snakes just started attacking her. <laughs> yeah, and then he funny. get bit. He got bit too because uh-huh. he tries to grab the photo out of the pit. Uh huh. I think that's what it was. Something like that. But she dies at the hospital all fucked up. yeah. But the private investigator gets her diary from her trailer, and there's, like, all these clippings and, like, news clippings, and he's, like, hunted by evil, like, while he's on this trail of information, like, literally by a group of carolers. (laughs) (laughs) That was so weird. It was really weird, but, like... Who apparently don't mouth the words very well to the song they're singing. <laughs> to their lip sync. Yeah, and I assume that this is because they decided to use like a different song in post. 
Uh-huh. So they just kind of cut it shortcuts. <laughs> nobody will notice. Right. It's 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 like a Christmas carol song instead. And I guess they made that choice later on. And I, I immediately noticed right away that one of the carolers had like green hair. And I was like, that ain't no church group. Right. I was like, at least not in the fucking early 90s, maybe. Oh, I don't no, know. Yeah, no way. And like, I was like, look, Christina, she's got like a shaved head on the side. Right. And like, she's got green she's hair. A punk. She's a punk. Yeah, kid. she's got like one of those like goth punk haircuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of suspect at first. And then sure enough, when you know it, the carolers are chasing him in his mind or something and they pop up all fucking dead looking like while he's running away from evil looking like they need a shower like a toothbrush probably and some sleep <laughs> like the dead kind of sleep <laughs> like they just look like shit right like uh, zombies they look like zombies <laughs> right and that's when you see like you know they they use shots of this wrecking ball in the in the skyline on this crane and it swings through a building and into him and i thought that was really funny it was i thought it was like, that's that's one of the better kills in the movie, I think. Too, yeah, so, yeah, one of. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't have good kills. No, it doesn't. But it has the the better ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. But apparently, there's some funny thing I found on this. A little bit of trivia. Before his death, he's like looking in a toy store window, and you could see a remote controlled toy crane was among one of the toys. Oh. I didn't notice that, but that's uh-huh. what it said online. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, huh. I mean, if you guys watch this, look out for that, I guess. This is where, uh, after he dies, that's when the mom just goes nuts. Yeah, well, she has the baby. Because he sent the he sent the um, diary and all the news clippings and everything to her before he died. Because he right. knew something bad was happening. Exactly. So, she had the baby. Yeah, she had her baby boy. Yeah. And then she gets the thing. She starts going crazy. So, she goes to see the doctor... Right. Yeah, and and he's telling her the same r- bullshit about uh, oh everything's fine, everything's nothing's wrong, you know everything's great. So she grabbed a uh, surgical knife, stabbed him in the hands with the surgical knife. Yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "What if she was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be going to prison, dude. Her baby be in prison. No, I'm kidding." <laughs> They'd lock her baby up. Her little eight, her two month old. <laughs> what was it, a month old? It was like a month. Yeah. Yeah, because like time passes pretty quickly as this research. Yeah, and, this- and I'm like thinking because like she paid this private investigator to do all this work, and like if she's paying this guy to do investigation, like it's three. He charges in the movie. He says three hundred dollars a day. So if it's been a month, right? Like that's a lot of money. Yeah, well, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. He's dead. Right. <laughs> it was like nine grand, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, fuck. So that what the doctor admitted, I forget this part. Um. Well, he she's like, you need to tell me what the fuck is going on. You know, like. And so he says that Delia is the daughter of Damien Thorne. Because she's like, who the fuck is Damien That's Thorne? That's right, she stabbed him in the hand and was like, who is Damien Thorne? And yeah. then I think I was like, what? Because I didn't realize that this was like legitimately like in cohesive with the other movie right so i think that's probably why i like this so much yeah because it, i wasn't expecting that it was yeah i wasn't either i thought it was just this bastard child of yeah, a movie right me too. and and it actually is connected so uh, that is a kind of a assuring uh thing so but it, he he basically explains to her because she's like what's a fetus paparatius and then he's like basically what she what happened is is that when delia was born she carried the embryo of her unborn twin inside of her which would explain why she's so in control so quick because they're kind of working together uh-huh and so she's she so like powerful double the evil right or rather her twin Triple. is who knows i don't know no it's double okay because inside delia is where basically there's a thing called fetus paparatius which which is also known as the vanishing twin. It's also known as fetal resorption. It's uh, it's where a fetus in multi-gestation pregnancy dies in utero and is then partially or completely reabsorbed by the twin. The dead fetus will basically be compressed by its growing twin to a flattened parchment-like state known as fetus paparatius. So he goes in and saves and removes the embryo from... Um, the mom. 
No, oh, from I'm Delia. Sorry, Delia. <laughs> Good God, dude, you're fucking. Um, but she re- he removed it from Delia when she fell off the horse, mm-hmm. implanted it into the mom when she finds out she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand, and this is the fucking, you know, as she's making the mom, she's making Delia's mom the surrogate of her weird mutated baby twin. Uh huh. So why the fuck didn't the baby grow inside of fucking Delia? the whole time and why is it able to grow in nine months in her mom if it doesn't grow um magic yeah super big plot hole there though you know what i mean what it's satan it's the way satan they can manipulate things he can make people he can come in them better or something yeah yeah why not yeah it's easier that way uh, I don't know. I just would have thought it would have grown in Delia just as fast as it was growing inside the mom. No, because Delia wasn't capable of handling it because she was still a child. Wow. And then, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. It's Well, yeah, it's weird. And it's, it's cool. It's a really rare condition, too. Yeah, but it kills the fucking twin. The embryo right. is killed. That's right. what That's what the, the terminology of that fetus paparatius is, is where the fetus is flattened. Right, but it like didn't happen. But it didn't happen in this case because of Satan. The Dark Lord works in mysterious, mysterious ways. ways. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Lord works in mysterious ways, my child. <laughs> anyway, oh. <laughs> but she. <laughs> She ends up killing the doctor, which was pretty surprising, and then vows to kill her unborn child, a.k.a. the twin fetus baby that she had named Alexander, and then kills the new nanny because the new nanny is like the the in on the kill, like Satanist who knows that Delia is the the granddaughter of Damien. Right. Or the the daughter of Damien. Yeah. The granddaughter of Satan, I should say. Granddaughter of Satan. Yeah. So it's one of Satan's disciples is this newer nanny. Right. And she kills her by throwing her down the stairs or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. It's kind of dumb. But what are you going to do in a TV movie? And this is the weird part. When she kills the new nanny, she sees Delia holding the twin boy. And he opens up his little baby hand. His little looks like rubber or something. And it's like the light shining on it all weird. And it's got the 666 symbol that like... From the whole franchise. The, the birthmark on his yeah. fucking palm. Wait, you wouldn't have seen that on the baby's hand, like, when it was born? Well, maybe it was just a defect. Come on, you dude. Know? Oh, look when you have a brand new baby boy or child of any sort, the first thing you do is put your hand on their, you know, their your finger in their hand. Right. It's like a thing. You know what is I mean? It? I don't know. You wouldn't look you wouldn't look at your baby and bathe your baby and not know it by a month after you fucking had it? Like, come on. I don't know. You don't uh, know. Is that a plot okay. hole for you? It is. Is that a big plot hole for you? It ya? is pretty big. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Which basically what they're trying to say is, is that if Delia is the daughter of Damien, the granddaughter of Satan, and the twin is too, then the mother of those two children was Kate Reynolds from The Final Conflict. Right. Who was the reporter. Right. Whose son died. Right. And was at the end of the movie. Did she live? I don't remember. She did. She did live. Yeah, she yeah. walked off. Oh, remember, yeah, you yeah, walked out of the right. just like you walked off from the movie before it was over. Right. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm tired. Gonna work. But I, I, because they did have sex. Like Damien and yeah, Kate Reynolds did. did have sex. They had rapey sex. Yeah, I thought he just fucking jammed it in her bum. Oh yeah. So I don't maybe know. she had a baby out of her butthole. Well, that would. I'm kidding. That's I'm sorry. where babies come really, from in Satan. That's just really inappropriate. Satan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no. Like seriously, like I thought that that he was jamming it in her butt. But I guess that was just us wishful thinking. I don't right, know for so, the character. So she had the she had Delia. Yeah. Okay. She, her then, child that she gave birth to was Delia. So what do you think she died? I bet you she died. Didn't they say she died? The mother died. I don't remember. When the, when the PI was Yes, they said that they were dead uh, later. They died from something later Oh, okay. On. So, okay. Maybe they killed him. Yeah, they probably did. They you know just I mean? wanted the baby. Right. Because we got to get this revelation starting. Right. Started. Yeah. Which neither, none of these movies do a good job of painting the revelations like it's supposed to be. No. You know, like Ghostbuster did a better job of <laughs> And that's just like. The seventh side. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Anyway, but she ends up shooting herself. The mom in this movie of Delia, the the foster mom, 
she ends up shooting herself instead of Delia because she like points the gun at the baby. <laughs> and then she's like, no. And then her arm goes up and then you just see the outside of the window and just bang. And you just know. Yeah. Because like the oh, next scene right. is like the dad and Delia, Delia and Alexander the baby just like sitting out there and then they walk away the from funeral, the grave. They were, yeah, they were over her, their, her grave. Yeah, while the omen music plays. Ave, baby I drink blood. That's what it translates to. I drink blood. I drink baby blood. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so sweet when you say it. I drink baby blood. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now's the time we're going to go ahead and do our order of best to worst movies. If you've been following along, you probably know mine and Christina's already, but Christina's may be more. Mine's, har- mine's wicked. It's it's screwed up. It's 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 probably no. very difficult for her version. It's like, very difficult for me. So, so why don't you start with yours? Your order. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, sure. Omen 1, obviously, is the best one for me. I still agree with that 100%. Omen 3, I think, is good because we got um, Sam Neil. Wasn't Sam Neil? Mm-hmm. Omen 2, because the deaths are pretty cool, even though I just wasn't into the story that much. And then Omen 4, The Awakening. So, that's my order. So, 1, 3, 2, 4. What about you? You didn't place the remake in there? Fuck the remake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, yeah. I would watch. I would rather watch four than the remake. Right. I feel the same. So the remake would come last. Right. Now, okay. I know mine's weird, and I, you know I don't fucking care. I the first one would be the first one because it's the first one. Okay. Um, and then oh, actually, mine is just like you. One, three, two, four, and the remake. Huh. Yeah, mine's the same. Interesting. And yeah. we, when if you boil down all of our scores, by the way, I gave this rating a. I mean, the whole franchise as a whole, like the like you know, one may be the strongest movie. I may hate the rest, but uh, we're basing this off the franchise. So all of our scores, if you tally them up, is almost like a six. It's like a six average, yeah. just just shy, like a six average. Um, franchise. I would be willing to watch this again based on the fact that I like the original movie and the other ones are interesting to just kind of see where the story goes, but it never really goes where we wanted it to. Exactly. Yeah. Just so it's like the purge. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, you keep comparing it to the purge. I don't know why, but I guess it is for you. Well, like, well no, like I said, it's not the same, but it's like to me it's the same it's a good concept you know it has some good parts in it but it doesn't fulfill that concept right to me yeah it just i don't know this is just a, a slightly above average uh franchise in general i will watch it again because of that right i uh, will too I, I appreciate the first one because it is in line with like the exorcist and rosemary's baby in some regards right um for those the the, the unholy trinity um for horror movies so i i can always appreciate that and just seeing the other ones is just kind of a bonus plus we picked up the fucking one through three set with the remake for 10 bucks you know what i mean i I don't know that i would pay 60 dollars for this franchise as a whole um but for fans of it maybe it is for them right so so you're about six two yeah i think that's fair so just above average for this whole franchise Christina liking two and three, which blows my mind. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so now we're going to go over our order of best kills from each film. So, like, we're going to say which film it was that we enjoyed the most from best to worst and what that kill was in that order that we liked them. So just one kill from each movie. Okay. So go ahead. Why don't you kick it off? What's your what's the best one from the first movie for me? No, 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 no. Oh best kills in general it doesn't have to be okay do you understand what i'm saying like like they don't have to go in the order of when the movies came out they have to just be your favorite kills in general okay like doesn't matter what movie they were in just yeah my favorite kill in this franchise okay was in the second movie when the journalist was running down the road because the crows were attacking her really yes and then she fell into a ditch Ooh. And you thought she was just going to get pecked to death by these crows, right? Really? But no, 
No, she didn't get pecked to death. She, she, her eyes got pecked out. So she was running down the road with bleeding eyes. And then all of a sudden this semi comes out of nowhere. Well, I guess kind of out of no, nowhere. <laughs> and she got ran over and she didn't just get run over. She flipped over the fucking truck, Alex. Right. She did. A, she did a cartwheel. It was, I If she would have landed it, I probably would have picked that <laughs> as my favorite like, too. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> If she would have landed it, I would have given her a 10. Yeah, just like people cheering. Yeah. Really. I really I really did. My like number that. one is always going to be the Omen, the original one where the fucking nanny, it's all for you, Damon, oh, yeah. and then goes in the window. Best fucking kill ever. Yeah. Like, just not ever. Just It was. It just totally in the was. franchise, it is the best kill to me. Yeah, it is a good one. It is done so tastefully. It's so shocking for its time. It was. It's done so well. There's not anything ever done like it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that is just really... It's all for you, Damien. Dude, it's so perfect, man. Like, I love it really that kill. Is. It's a good I one. I mean, there's other kills in that movie that I like, too, but... Or mm-hmm. death scenes or whatever, but... That one's the best overall the franchise. What about your second favorite it, kill it, in all the franchise? From the original is the one, the nanny from the first movie. Falling through the window. Yeah, falling through the window, yeah. Okay, but you like the birds one, so this one. The bird one and that one. Okay, interesting. That's my number two. What's um, your number two? Mine is from Omen 3 where the ambassador rigs the door to shoot himself in the head. <gasps> That's right. I forgot about that I thought that, that was really... That was really clever. It's shocking and real. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was a really, really cool kill. I don't know. I just love that. Yeah. It's it's, it's it was it's tough because there's some kills in these in this franchise that I really... I like a lot of the kills in this franchise. It's just uh-huh. hard to pick because they're so close together. Th- yeah, they really are. What about your third one? What's your favorite third... My third one was in the second movie when the doctor was in the elevator. Okay. And the, the elevator kept like going back up and down. And then you, you were like, thought the elevator was just going to kill him. And again, just like the crows in the truck. No, that did, what happened was the cable came. Yeah, the final destination in, got yeah, him. The, yeah, the final destination. Chops the cable chops his him body in half. in half. And you see his organs and his spine column in the thing. And he's like jolting around. That is my third as well. Yeah, is it? So, yeah. yeah. See, it's pretty good. What's, um, your, what's your fourth? So I picked the priest kebab. From the remake. Uh, (laughs) I thought that was a pretty, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, even though it's cheesy, it just looked more gritty. And I like the build up to the point where he gets fucking all the glass in his head and everything like that. I just Uh thought that was kind of a nice kill. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it's hard for me to say, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But some will probably argue with me about that. So, but anyway, what about you? See, I thought it was a little bit CGI, but my next one would be the original father brennan getting really okay yeah so we're battling here yeah that's pretty interesting so the so the original shishka priest yeah i like that one better than the remake i did like the remake one but okay yeah the fifth we're doing top five i guess uh this one i would say the bird one oh really this is the you know yeah i mean the bird one yeah, and Omen 4 doesn't have any kills, although I will say my favorite kill in that movie is probably the Wrecking Ball. <laughs> but right. this, I like the bird one, too, because we had a good laugh when we <laughs> when we saw it. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My fifth, I count this as kill scene, was the really tacky montage of the babies getting killed in the third movie. Yeah, oh, I, that, I wouldn't... Mm, well, Leading up to... They don't really show the death, though. Yeah, but they can't. It's implied. That, that's what makes it like the worst. I mean, I okay. I mean, if you guys, I don't. I consider a death scene to be when they show it. <sighs> so, what would your fifth favorite death scene? I understand the baby thing. I like that too because I hate babies. Yeah, I'm exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, it would it would have to be the Mario the nanny on the falling onto the merry go round on the, Omen Four on Omen Four. Mary go. I liked it. Yeah, the yeah, child Mary go round. Yeah. Well, the thing I liked about it is later that Delia went out and laid on it to like trigger her mom. Yeah. I thought that was dark. I thought that was a nice see, touch that kid, too. Yeah. See, that kid knows what's up. Interesting. So I wonder what everybody else's favorite kills are. What do you guys think? Like, did we pick some bad ones? Uh, I don't know. Just just what we liked. Just what more memorable, I guess. Uh, but yeah, my favorite always will be the original na- uh, nanny hanging herself from the original of course, movie. It's classic. What yours was? It was the ravens 
it was the journalist with the, so <laughs> the crows in the, the semi. So that's probably why you like those movies so much. Yeah. Okay. I, I did. Yeah. I think those are good picks. So we're not going to watch this again anytime soon. No. But you would totally get into this again. I would watch like, it again. Watch it. Yeah. On my own, but never a podcast episode on it again. Okay, good. Unless Woo. it was like 10 years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you agree with us on these? Like, do you enjoy this series? Have you even watched it? Did we encourage you to watch it? Did we sway you to watch it? Like, what do you think? I mean, really for us, as I always say, part of this podcast is for me to watch stuff that I haven't seen in a long time or haven't seen it all it's like part of the the whole thing and then just kind of doing some new things with it as a fan of horror so i hope you guys have followed along with us we don't know what we're going to do next week we're thinking about doing um blood farmer uh like farming and blood horror movies and stuff like that that's very like summer well i've had these movies forever and I've just like never done them over uh-huh. the past four years. So I really want to dip into some of those that have just been sitting there waiting to watch. And okay. I didn't want to watch them without it. One is Invasion of the Blood Farmers from 1972. It's a really silly movie that Severin put out that I picked up. Uh-huh. You can actually watch that on the Prime If you have Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch that for free if you have the service. I'm not sure if it's all over the world or not, but that is one place that you could watch it or rent it, at least. Uh Uh, The other one is a Polanyi Brothers movie, which is a very shot-on-video era 1987 picture called Splatter Farm. And there's a really interesting story that I have to tell about that movie and how I found it and how I got that movie that is connected to this podcast that I'll talk about next week. But those are the two movies I think we're going to watch next week. I don't want to say don't hold me to it, but yeah, don't hold, don't me, hold t- me to it. <laughs> well, no, I maybe do you, should we just stick to it? Yeah, might as well. Well, it depends. It's, uh, our mood, the mood always changes. So, you know, it's always up for debate, but we well, always I, I let can always do know. YouTube videos on the others. Right. So at least you could do this. But I really want to get those movies done and do the full treatment on them because I have both the physical copies and I believe you can watch Splatter Farm on YouTube, but I'm not 100% sure on that, guys. So I apologize. This may be a little bit of a harder movie to find, but it's also going to be for a more niche audience, uh, Splatter Farm, because shot on video, SOV. Is not a huge popular thing, but for those of us who were dying for movies to see long before the internet existed and before it was a big booming industry, we had shot on video films all over the shelves. And that was one of the ones that uh, I've never seen. And I want to watch it and watch it and talk about it with you guys. So hopefully you can follow along. Again, Invasion of the Blood Farmers is going to be on Prime. And this one is going to be a little bit difficult to find. But if I find a place that you can watch it on, I'll, I'll show you. I'm glad you forgot that we were supposed to watch Necromantic. I didn't forget. Oh, God damn I it. just have not been in the mood to watch something so fucked up. Okay, right, good. Right I'm glad. I'm not ever in the mood. But I got We will. But I've got all these older movies that have been sitting on the shelf for months and you, years, and I really want to watch them. Do you think I'm going to hate those movies? Um, the They're going to be a little bit harder for you to watch. Oh. I think Invasion of the Blood Farmers you'll be able to get away with, but the Splatter Farm one is going to be really rough rot for you. But that's okay. This is all part of uh, the education that you get here at BTV. You know, we we watch everything, you know? I enjoy all kinds of horror. Can I just see the footnotes? I don't need... (laughs) Maybe it'll be your favorite thing in the world. You don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But you, I think we'll we'll do it together, Christina. Okay. That's that's the thing that matters. We'll do it okay, together. we'll be together forever, <laughs> and it'll be documented in history. Great. So when I die, are you going to pay the uh, SoundCloud for to stay up forever so that everybody can? I don't know. We'll see. Listen to our <laughs> no. banter. So it's just like it's time to let them die. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. Let us know what you think about this franchise in the comment section down below. Um, what is another franchise that you'd want us to tackle? I would love to hear uh, what you think on that. We do have the Beyond the Door franchise. There's one through three on that that we could do. We have done Beyond the Door, the first one, but we could do those again. I also have, you know, Phantasm. We also have, you know, but we're going to spread those out because by the time I go through all these franchises, we'll have nothing left to talk about 
about. So I got to spread them out every six months or something, uh-huh. you know, and just watch these other ones or whatever. And then we'll do them, you know, and we'll plan for it. So everybody has an opportunity to do it. But let me know in the comment section down below. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. And as always, long live the boys.